The following commentary does not necessarily reflect the views of the staff and management of WBCA or Boston Neighborhood Network. If you would like to express another opinion, you can address your comments to Boston Neighborhood Network, 3025 Washington Street, Boston, Massachusetts, 02119. To arrange a time for your own commentary, you can call WBCA at 617-708-3241, or you can email radio at bnntv.org. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome, welcome to the other page radio here at WBCALP 102.9 FM Boston, Boston's community radio station, sponsored by Triad Veterans League. We're so happy to be here today to talk about some things around our health and our health concerns. And we have a young lady here from Whittier Street Community Health Center. Y'all know them. They do a lot of the work in the community, Ms. Melissa Leeson, Director of Nursing. Okay, welcome. Thank Melissa. you. How are you? I'm well. How are oh, you doing today? Glad to hear you today. I know you, uh, I mean, you're going to bring a lot of stuff, so tell us a little bit about yourself before we get into the... Sure. I'm a registered nurse. Okay. Um, I've been at Whittier Street Health Center for a total of 15 years. Did you say 15? Yep. 15 years. Okay. Um, started out there a long time ago when we were in the second building on Tremont Street near Ruggle Station. Okay. Um, have a pretty deep connection with Whittier Street. I got my ears pierced in the original building when I was six months old. So sometimes I think um, it's just part of my destiny to be here working at Whittier um, in the community. Okay. All right. That's a wonderful thing to have an established le- legacy at six months old, huh? Yes. Coming in and doing a lot of things in the field of nursing, I'm sure. What's your take on uh, the conversations that we are having now about the uh, pharmaceutical companies talking about, uh, you know, having a possible fourth uh, vaccination for elderly people and people that are, are at risk? Uh, you know, that's just the start of the conversation because, as you know, this has been a very trying uh, almost three years. Uh, and, uh, you know, I just want to start right there with uh, a question. What about this third or is it the fourth uh, vaccination Right. They're recommending a second booster dose of either Pfizer. A second booster dose. A second booster of either Pfizer or Moderna. Johnson & Johnson has not been approved yet. Um, This is just breaking news um, as of yesterday afternoon for folks that are 50 and up or those that have an immunocompromising condition that warrant them getting a second booster as well. Um, it has. We have not received any guidelines from the CDC as of yet as to when or how 
um, the administration will go. Those things are still emerging. As you know, this has been day to day, moment to moment over the last few years. Mm-hmm. People are really concerned about these booster shots, especially when you hear on the news about uh, China now closing down one of their cities because of the uh, recent spread of the pandemic in China. Yes. Did you notice that? Yes, I did notice that. Um, there's a sub-variant of the Omicron that uh, came into play and was making a lot of people sick around the holidays. Uh, a sub-variant of the Omicron B2 that emerged um, around that time and has slowly been creeping its way up right. and is now the dominant strain. Um, it's about uh, 55% of the case- cases in the United States right now are that sub-variant. So it's something that we need to keep an eye on, definitely. Um, It's spreading. Um, One of the things, though, that we're looking at is how sick is it making people? Is it causing people um, to end up in the emergency room or even the ICU? Um, And we're not seeing those number rising. So that's a bit reassuring, although we, we need to keep a close watch on this variant. Okay. Now, let me ask you a question. What about uh, the mask? Uh, is that something that we should uh, continue wearing? I think some of it um, may be a personal choice. As far as the mandates go, yes, we have to comply with certain situations. Right. But I think it's a very simple and effective way to help combat COVID, um, not only to protect yourself, but also thinking of others that you may impact um, and not even be aware of that. Mm-hmm. That includes uh, safe distancing as well. Yes, sir. Right, right. What I've noticed, though, is that there seems to be uh, not a vigorous response to keeping the mask on. You know, people have kind of politicized the the whole pandemic situation, you know, um, some people never even took the, the the vaccination. They say, "I'm not sure." I know I took mine at Whittier Street. No, I just want to thank the you guys over there for being so professional and concerned about our community when you uh, deal with that. You know, I got. I want to say that this is WBCALP 102.9 FM Boston, Boston's community radio station. Folks, we got some good information here coming from our guest today, uh, who is a director of nursing at uh, Melissa Leaston from Whittier Street Community Health Center. And believe me, if you know anything about Whittier Street Community Health Center and its leader, President Frederica Williams, you know you're going to get the best. You're going to get treatment like you never got it before. At least I did. And I'm so proud. You know, I called up and uh, left a message for the president regarding my concerns. And I'm sure a lot of people in the community want to know what is the worry level of uh, this returning, uh, Melissa? What is that? There's definitely a concern, I think, at this point, though, that we um, have more knowledge and that we're in a better place to be able um, to manage. 
we know that masking um, is effective. We know that vaccines are effective. Social distancing are effective. Of course, age old wash your hands, very effective. So I think as this pandemic moves and this variant moves, that we're well equipped to recognize it um, and that we're well equipped to be able to kind of um, combat the situation and counteract what's happening. Right. Is there any, are there any, uh, you know, uh, outlets that, you know, people can get information that are concerned? Um, is there any, a number that we can call? Does Whittier have a number for people can call? Or does the city of Boston have a number that folks can call that you might know of? Uh, can definitely. Uh, Whittier, our main number is 617-427-1000. Also, our uh, webpage, WSHC.org, um, is always being updated. There's a lot of information. Um, will we also carry um, antiviral medications that we're able um, to give out to the community? So there are a lot of things going on um, that can help us um, counteract COVID. Right. So now that number is 617 uh, four. Two seven, one thousand. If you want to call Whittier, and you have some information that you are seeking, they'll be right there to uh, accommodate you. And you can also get the website uh, listing so that you can go on the website and get a little more information that you can share with your community. Because if we want to have a healthy community, we have to learn how to share the information. This is the other page radio. My name is Haywood Fennell, program sponsored by Triad Veterans League. We'll be right back. This is the story of a very special woman. Just a few knew about her superpowers. In a matter of seconds, she turned herself into a great mathematician. She masqueraded as a regular person at work, but as a superhero at home. Everyone knows her as Gabriella. I still call her mom. Your hero needs you now, and AARP is here to help. Find the care guides you need to help, complete with tips and resources at aarp.org caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Are you a veteran or do you know a veteran who is struggling with housing due to COVID-19? Veterans Inc. can help provide support services, including assistance with rent, deposits, utilities, as well as emergency housing, including hotel stays to eligible struggling veterans. If you or someone you know is in need of services, please call 1-800-482-2565 or go online to www.veteransinc.org. Back again, folks. This is Haywood Fennell. This is the Other Page Radio and uh, WBCALP 102.9 FM Boston. Look, I feel good today. And I hope you out there feeling good as well. But one of the things that makes me feel good is the fact that we have in our community, Whittier Street Community Health Center, the staff, the commitment for better treatment, improved health care is a part of their legacy. And just to have one of the staff, uh, the director of nursing, come in and share information is within itself very reassuring. And I just want uh, people to understand that 
You don't need to worry if you have the information. Getting the information is very important. And Whittier Street, for the last couple of years, I've seen them uh, provide services not only at their facility on Tremont Street, but out in, in the community. You know, I've, and, and they have the vans now, and they have other innovative ways in which to get the vaccine out to the community. And we got to really be aware of the amount of support that is in the community so that we can be healthy. The pandemic has caused a lot of grief, a lot of grief. And so that brings me to another point. A lot of people that have illnesses, uh, had operations, people that have cancer, breast cancer, prostate cancer, high blood pressure, diabetes, and these are uh, community uh, illnesses that we have because we don't know how to take care of ourselves. So consequently, now that the pandemic is here among us, we find the large rate of deaths. And we need to begin to think of how do we protect ourselves. 617-427-1000. 617-427-1000-617-427-1000-617-427-1000-617-427-1000-617-427-1000-617-427-1000-617-427-1000-617-427-1000-617-427-1000-617-427-1000-617-427-1000-617-427-1000-617-427-1000-617-427-1000-617-
It's how you serve the people, especially around health care. You really got to be sensitive. Do you find that true? I do find that true. You have to be sensitive. Um, you have to be culturally competent. You have to be aware of what's going on in the community, what's going on globally um, as far as things that, you know, impact pe people's health because they create barriers. Right, right. And I, and I also want to add that um, Whittier takes care of veterans too. Yes, sir. They take care of, and I'm a veteran and I go there. Thank you. But I want the service. other veterans to know about Whittier and how it's helped me my organization, our organization, which is your organization, because veterans are an overlooked and underserved community resource, and we want to be mindful of the importance of cultural sensitive service delivery. Yes. Okay, we want to be mindful of that. And you just heard our guest speak about her and her attitude and her behavior when it comes to serving our people because I'm not I'm not going to try to compare places that don't have equity in terms of how they think about people of color. We could be here for at least a year talking about that. And uh, we're going to work on uh, educating people about how the services are best delivered to our community, and Whittier Street is a good example of that. Now, uh, Melissa, they were talking about um, children getting the vaccine. What is the latest on that? So um, the latest, Moderna had asked for approval for the uh, younger children. Moderna is the manufacturer, Is right? the manufacturer, mm -hmm. and they have um, sought approval for the younger children um, below the age of five, five and below. They have yet to receive the green light on that. That is still in the works. As we know, Pfizer had also um, submitted um, their information to the FDA for approval, and that was probably about a month or so ago, and they were not approved. So that's kind of still hanging there. Um, I think it's harder with children because um, of trial of of these medications. And so it's been a little bit slow going on that front, which is rightfully so. We have to be cautious with our children. Right. Who are the other uh, manufacturers of the... Uh uh, Pfizer, as well as uh, Johnson & Johnson. And there are some others available, um, not so much in this country, but there are also other COVID vaccines as well. Mm -hmm. Do you ever give any thought to COVID vaccine and how it came about? The manufacturing of the vaccine or how? No, I mean how it, you know, some people say it came from China, my city came from here, blah, blah, blah. You know, like the HIV situation yes. was that it was uh, black. It came from black people, you know. And so right. I was just wondering if you had any. Uh, there are um, definitely some reports um, that it came from um, Wuhan, China, that it possibly came from a lab, um, maybe zoonotic, which means from an animal in nature. Mm-hmm. They're not 100% sure. I think it's a question that will kind of be revisited over and over, but there's not 100% certainty as to where this came from. We do know that's where um, some of the cases started and then spread globally from there. 
what was your what was your uh, thoughts when, you know, it was over in Europe and making its way this way, and you know the mortality rate was really going climbing high. And what what did you think was coming to America? Did you um, think what we are dealing with? I mean, you have any sense? I had an inkling when I had um, read something um, that someone had said on Twitter, and it was asking Americans to take it seriously because um, they were watching their their parents and their grandparents mm -hmm. um, die from this. And so that was very impactful um, to me, especially where that's uh, the folks that got hit the hardest initially here, our nursing home, our vets, our older Ooh, vets, yeah. mm. were, were highly impacted by this. And um, I am, the state has actually, you know, been involved with that and been involved with their care because of the things that happened initially um, with the older generation with COVID-19. So mm. I definitely thought our older generation would be impacted. I wasn't sure how the trickle down effect would be. Right, you know that just when you were saying that, I was uh, I was thinking about the uh, veterans out at the soldiers' home. Yes, sir. You know, and uh, they were like, it, it was almost like uh, you know you're talking about shooting uh, ducks in the water or something like that. I think that's the. Mm -hmm. The metaphor, you know, and uh, they just went, and a lot of nursing homes really didn't know the the protocol for treatment. It was a lot like some got to go so that others can live. Uh, and, uh, you know, it was just horrendous. I still think about that, you know, and the VA, uh, they trying to respond to it. But we, do you think we really need to do a lot of more research? And should that research be done by, say, like a, a uh, let me see, a Harvard, not a Harvard, but a Howard University Medical School because they're a minority or Mayberry, 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 yeah. Uh, you know, the, the research component, does it need more sensitivity? I think the research component is much like uh, healthcare in general. I think it should be done by people that reflect the people that they're working with. Right. Um, because who better to understand you than someone who shares um, similar experiences with you based on things that um, can't be controlled, like your, the color of your skin? Period. Period, yes. We'll be right back. We'll be right back, folks. Are you behind on rent or mortgage payments and at risk of losing your home due to COVID-19? You may be eligible for help to make your payments. State programs like RAFT and IRMA can provide funding to help eligible renters and homeowners. Don't wait. Find resources and start a secure online application at metrohousingboston.org forward slash COVID help. Metro Housing Boston. People first. Housing always. Oh, my goodness gracious, folks. You know, I was almost so into this program that I forgot to tell you about our theater program. You know, Triad Veterans League uh, celebrating its 25th year for its Oscar Michelle Family Theater program. 25 years of a community-based theater collaborative that will come out in November the 12th and the 13th at Roxbury Community College with a revised uh, production of the Harlem Renaissance 
revisited with a gospel flavor. November the 12th and the 13th, and November the 11th is Veterans Day, and the college will be closed because of that. It's a federal holiday. So we're coming one day behind that, and we're going to dedicate our performance as a tribute to the African-American uh, veterans uh, of color and veterans of color for their sacrifice and contribution to America's freedom, a freedom that we still, as American citizens of color, black, do not have. We're still struggling around that. But the gratitude, folks, lies in that we will be working with Berkeley College of Music to raise the production values of the play that centers on social justice, struggling to overcome racial barriers that kept us from educating ourselves, from getting on the stage, to being creative in so many ways. And Berkeley College of Music is going to come in with some of their interns and work with us, bringing in the genre of hip-hop to raise the level of awareness and the importance of knowing your history. What more can I say? What can I say? Anything more? Imagine working with Berkeley College of Music. Do you know Berkeley College of Music is probably one of the premier companies in the world? located here in Boston, and we will be so blessed to be working with Reverend Dr. Emmett G. Price III. No said right there. The man is a genius. The man is a genius, and he'll be working with the Oscar Michaud Family Theater Program, and we will be auditioning just a little bit, just a little bit, because we have Stages Center of the Arts out of Randolph, Sophia Caldwell Hayes will be working with us. Sophia Hayes Caldwell, I'm sorry. I call her my daughter. And if you know anything about stages, you know they're outrageous when it comes to that dance and hip-hop. They're the international winners, and they're going to be a part of this event that's coming your way. Our history is not a mystery. They're talking about cancel culture. I don't know what culture they're going to cancel, but they can't cancel ours because we're the ones. Now, let me get back to my guest. I know she's all excited, ready to audition and everything. We'll keep a place for you, Melissa. We will. Thank you. Yes, ma'am, we will. Uh, tell me, uh, what is the uh, concern now about uh, among our older citizens? How are they faring? The They're elders. in a much um, better place, although there is a lot of fear um, of coming out um, side and, you know, reemerging and things. Right. Uh, That's what I'm talking Normalizing. I think there's a lot of fear surrounding that. And like you were saying, some of the health conditions um, that have worsened simply because folks weren't able to come in to see their provider or they were afraid to come out and get um, their prescriptions some of the things that Whittier's done to combat that is we have uh, our pharmacy and we deliver medications to make that easier um, for patients and to reduce that barrier. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm glad you I'm glad you talked about the, 
the avions when it comes to getting the medicine to the folks. Yes. You know, because that's real important. You know, it's real important. But look, I heard today on the radio, television, that the government doesn't have any more money to pay for a pandemic and that the House of Representatives uh, took that out of their budget, the money for uh, taking care of people with pandemic issues and the need for medication. So I know you're not an administrator and stuff like that, but wouldn't that be kind of hard if they don't have payment? You know, it will be hard because you have to still supply things and you have to have staffing, you know, that are trained appropriately. So that makes it difficult. Right. Right. So that's where the leadership comes in, because I know Mm -hmm. that uh, Frederica is real strong on advocating for her patients, no matter what the, the situation is. And they usually listen to her. I'm just asking the question because I said, oh, let me ask them, I guess, about payment for their meds and stuff, you know? Well, one thing about um, Whittier is we don't turn anyone away. We don't turn anyone away for payment or payment of medications. Um, That's not what we're about. We're about service. We do have a health benefits department in there. Um, That department's focus is helping people either apply or stay on their insurance um, to help, you know, help them pay for their health care. But no one is turned away at Whittier Street. Okay, I hope everybody heard that because that's very important. That is so key to being healthy. Do not allow yourself to have a little sore or something that's sticking around and you don't think it's something that needs to be looked at. And then you say, well, I can't go because I don't have uh, insurance. Go to Whittier. Yes, a lot of Excuse me, sir. The free bus lines now in the city um, right. stop right outside of Whittier Street. Um, so that's can't beat to that in mind, right? To come in, you're able to get there without, um, mm-hmm. you know, a bunch of barriers, financial barriers, and then come in, um, and we will definitely help with medications as well. This is WBCALP 102.9 FM Boston, Boston's community radio station. This is the other page radio program. My name is Haywood Fennell. Uh, this program is brought to you by Triad Veterans League, and uh, we're concerned about our veterans. I want you to know that uh, I've, as recently as this morning, I uh, sent out uh, an email communications to the veterans' leaders, Cheryl Poppy, Secretary of Veterans Affairs for the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, Robert Santiago, Commissioner of Veterans Services for the City of Boston, Aaron Murphy, City Council at Large, uh, Chairman of the Veterans uh, Committee for the City of Boston, and a lot of other people, Russell Holmes included, Michelle Wu included, uh, about Triad Veterans' concern about the lack of a strengthening around veterans' health care and mental health. Look, 
former Secretary of Defense Bob Kraft, Bob Gates. Bob Gates, Robert Gates was the Secretary no, the Secretary of Defense, right. He got on the television, CBS, doing an interview, and he said that one of the causes for uh, was systemic racism when it came to black veterans and black veterans getting the respect that they deserve. Mm -hmm. That's still in place, folks. That is still... Look, okay, let me put it like this. We have a climb in suicide, suicide episodes, uh, PTSD, trauma-related situations. And a lot of that is akin to the fact that we lived traumatized lives before we went in the military and racism. We thought it was normal, a lot of us. A lot of us went in all angry and everything, but it was because of the trauma that we were involved in before we went into the military. And then when you went in the military and you find yourself in a combat situation and all kinds of things happen in combat, that impacts further your ability to cope with it. It heightens your mental health anguish. And the bright-eyed young man or young woman comes out with eyes that are very dull, looking like the fish in the fish market on the ice, dead. And so we say, well, they just need a place to stay. But what good is having a, a room that will become a tomb if you don't get treatment? And how do you get treatment that's appropriate? You have to be sensitive to the culture of the people that you deliver in the service. Triad Veterans League and Northeastern University, with the help of the late Dr. Joseph Warren, Ph.D., and also a veteran, did a survey after being funded by Boston Public Health Commission under John Orbach's leadership that showed a limited survey that had a finding that cultural sensitivity is crucial if we are to appropriately treat veterans of color, black veterans specifically. And we haven't done that. You hear people say, mass cash is over, we got rid of the tents. They're no longer there. There's some veterans that's up in there now. You can believe that. But let me tell you what I saw the other night, and then we'll get back right back to our guests. I drove over by the jailhouse, you know, House of Corrections, whatever you call it, and I made that turn after I passed by the jailhouse to do it right, and there was the bazaar of pain. I say bizarre pain because I remember during my days of addiction, and I did have a drug habit. Probably say I'm 26 years without it. I did see so many people, very large amount of people, and I saw 
a security company, not the police, doing the safety control. And I wondered, I said, I wonder if they have any training. They have any training around this substance abuse intervention. And, and do they have the medication that they use to inject in them when they uh, get too high and overdose? That was what I was wondering. But I'm telling you, Mayor Wu and the folks that I just named, there's probably some more of you that I miss. We got to do better for our veterans. We got to do better for our community when it comes to mental health treatment and intervention. You know, we got to find a place or places for them. We don't need to build any more jails because they're in jail already when they're addicted. Okay, we're getting back to our guests today. Don't want to be over there having something to say. Don't get a chance to say it. Melissa, uh, if you would just come in and chime in whenever you want to and tell us a little bit more about uh, our concerns around this ramifications of the pandemic. Um, I think there's, you know, a lot of things impacted, um, not just health conditions itself, but looking at social determinants of health. So things like having enough food. A lot of families were dependent on children going to school for meals. Um, a lot of the elderly were getting different services for meals. And so that's one of the things that's been impacted that I feel like hasn't really um, been too much at the forefront. Um, mm. One of the ways that we're helping the, um, with that is we have a food pantry. It's open um, all week long and uh, five, six days a week. Cause it's also open on Saturdays. And it's not just for our patients. It's also for the community. Um, we want to, you know, keep our community full. That's that. Now, that's focus. Because a lot of times people, they don't, they don't know where to go. Yeah. They do not know where to go. I mean, you know, it's just so, uh, that's why I was asking you know, about the dissemination of information. And I just thought that this program today needed to do its part and speaking about the ramification, you know, post-pandemic uh, COVID-19. You know, you give it so many names, but it's still the same game. People are dying. People are without focus on some things that, that, that you know, like you, they say your taste goes, your smell um, but it comes back. It says there's some brain situations to look at, and you might be short on memory as a direct result of that because things happen. There's almost a million people. You know what a million people is? No, you don't know what a million people is. You can't even imagine 10 people piled up at one time. You know, the, the mind just can't see that far. But imagine 10 cities with a population of 100,000 and nobody's alive. The other page radio station, WBCALP 102.9 FM, Boston, will be right back. Are you behind on rent or mortgage payments and at risk of losing your home due to COVID-19? You may be eligible for help to make your payments. 
State programs like RAFT and IRMA can provide funding to help eligible renters and homeowners. Don't wait. Find resources and start a secure online application at metrohousingboston.org forward slash COVID help. Metro Housing Boston. People first. Housing always. Yeah, let me give you that number for Whittier Street again in case, you know, you never know. If you, if, if you wrote it down, write it down again. 617-427-1000. want to make sure you got that number. You look at it and then you say, if you say it enough, you'll know what it is. Are you a veteran or do you know a veteran who is struggling with housing due to COVID-19? Veterans Inc. can help provide support services, including assistance with rent, deposits, utilities, as well as emergency housing, including hotel stays to eligible struggling veterans. If you or someone you know is in need of services, please call 1-800-482-2565 or go online to www.veteransinc.org. I want to get as many veterans to tune in to our program. And I'm going to focus on, you know, getting so-called veterans leaders like Aaron Murphy, City Council at Large, uh, Chairman of the Veterans Service Committee, also uh, President of Boston City Council, uh, Mr. Flynn. You know, he's a retired Naval veteran. And uh, then I'm going to try to get the other people that I told you that I uh, sent an email out to because, look, I don't have any problems talking about what needs to be spoken about because nothing comes to a sleeper but a dream. And a, fed, a closed mouth don't get fed. I'm speaking for the veterans and their families. When I say veteran, I'm not just talking about one veteran. I'm talking about a multiplicity of veterans it's so bad when a person goes into the military and spends his or her time wearing a uniform that identifies them as a defender of democracy and comes back with an honorable discharge and can't get defended for the things around health care, uh, we always got to go to the VA. Why can't the VA do like Whittier Street does and have a fleet of vehicles that can go into the community and find those people that are right in their faces standing, our veterans? <laughs> That's something to think about, you know. That is something to think about. And a lot of those veterans uh, that may not right now be eligible for veterans care and services and other veterans' rights, uh, free, were prejudged because of the trauma that they experienced and their inability to cope. Their inability to cope with a racist, systemically race situation, and that's what Bob Gates, Robert Gates, former Secretary of Defense, said about our situation in the United States military. I didn't say it. I'm saying it because somebody told me and I believed him, and I was in the military for six years, and I know how they treated people. And my brother was an officer in the military, so don't give me the baloney. Give me the truth. Say you don't know, let's get busy. I guess here again, I don't want to run away, you know. She's been so nice to us to come in and tell us a little bit more, adding to our knowledge base around the pandemic. 
We want to thank you so much for coming in. Of course. And uh, representing an, an organization that needs no uh, recognition because the work speaks for itself. The work speaks for itself. The work that Whittier Street has done, doing, will do is on a high level. It's like non-parel. You know what non-parel is? Non-parel means second to none. They, they, you know, they're just concerned with, you heard, you heard the sister say this about the food, the food line? Six days, this including Saturday? Well, let me tell you something else. They have a concern for ex-offenders. When they were in the building down there where the registry used to be, and I was a part of that planning committee, and I'm still working with ex-offenders, and so is Whittier Street. You have to be very innovative with health because there's so many kinds of variables that come at you that can make you ill. And people don't have a place to stay. People don't have a job. People begin to worry because they don't have a job or a place to stay. That impacts your health. And Frederica saw that and began to work with the jails and helping people make that transition. We need more programs like that, folks. It's not just the body that's sick. What about the mind? You don't have to be a veteran to get PTSD or face trauma. Okay, I don't know what y'all say. I'm too serious. But I am serious. And I just want you to know that 617-427-1000, I, I got it in my head now. I'm good with numbers. I know who to call. I know when to call. Yeah. Uh, what are your hours over there? So Melissa? we're open Monday through Saturday. We're open 8 to 8, Monday through Friday, and Saturdays 8 to 5 p.m. Mm -hmm. um, we're closed on Sundays and some major holidays, um, but for the most part, we're open. We also have an on-call service, so even if we are not in the building, we have a service um, that can help people as well. And what I like about another thing that I like about it, folks, is that if you have an appointment to go to Whittier, they'll call you before your appointment to let you know, to remind you. You got an appointment at such and such a date, such and such a time. So you don't have no excuse. If you can't make it, you can call right back because they give you the number and they instruct you if you can't make this appointment because people go to Whittier Street for health care. You see all the families and their children, the elders and in between, young people, expected mothers. I went over there and they took care of me real good. We want to thank you so much, Melissa, for You're being welcome. our guest today. You're more than welcome. It's a pleasure to be here. And we hope to have you back to update us on how you're doing and what you're doing and when you're doing, because that's important, the work that you guys are doing over there. And I want you to let everybody know over there that we do appreciate the services that they've been providing for our community and beyond. 
I will let them know. They will appreciate that. This has been a wonderful show, folks. Remember, veterans are an overlooked and underused community service. Uh, remember Whittier Street, 617-427-1000, for whatever your needs might be. Don't wait or hesitate. Go get checked out. Be informed and share the information that you get. Share it. Don't be trying to hold it for yourself. Let people know. God bless everybody. We thank you so much for allowing us to be in your home. This has been The Other Page Radio, WBCALP 102.9 FM, Boston. See you next month. Take care now. The preceding commentary does not reflect the views of the staff and management of WBCA or the Boston Neighborhood Network. If you would like to express another opinion, you can address your comments to the Boston Neighborhood Network at 3025 Washington Street, Boston, Mass. 02119, attention WBCALP 102.9 FM. If you would like to arrange a time for your own commentary, call WBCA at 617-708-3241 or email us at radio at bnntv.org.